Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Brooke. Thank you so much for being here. We have so much magic in store in this episode, and I can't wait to talk to you guys all about what the signs and stars and beautiful planets are doing this upcoming week. We have a lot going on, and I'm ready to talk about it. I hope that you guys had a wonderful weekend and enjoyed your Mother's Day. I had the best first Mother's Day ever. (laughs) I couldn't have asked for a better day. It just, it felt so perfect and slow, but also productive. And it just, it was great. I was totally spoiled. And I hope that you guys were too. If you guys are moms, whether you're dog or cat moms, or you're a maternal figure for someone, or if you aren't, I hope that you celebrated your maternal figures. It's just, uh, moms are the best. (laughs) Moms are the absolute best. And it doesn't have to be blood. It doesn't have to be anyone that's in your direct family. It can be just someone that feels like that maternal energy around you. It's just so comforting and loving. And it's so great to tap into that energy. When we were out yesterday, we were um, shopping around different nurseries because we were gardening yesterday, which was amazing. And just such a perfect Mother's Day thing to do. But When we were out, I just felt the energy and everybody was just smiling and joyful. And of course, the sun was out, so that makes everybody else happier too. But I felt this maternal energy and I felt everybody just tap into this like calmness, this sincerity, um, this loving feeling that we all contain, that we all can tap into. And it just felt like everybody was on the same wavelength and it was incredible. I loved it. So anyways, I hope that you guys had a great weekend. Let's get started with our question of what is making you feel magical. So yesterday we started our garden and that has been making me feel so magical and so giggly and it's just, let me tell you the story really quick about this. I, when we first moved in, I really wanted a planner box in the front window and I was just going to buy one off Amazon or at Home Depot or something and then I was like, well, maybe Spencer can build it for me or maybe we can build it together. That would be a fun little project to do and I just wanted, I don't know, some like random little herbs and Um, flowers in it. That's pretty much what I was thinking. And so for Mother's Day, that's what I wanted to do. And the night before, he's like talking to me and he's like, well, why do you want a planter box? And this man has dedicated his life to gardening. He is a cannabis grower. And beyond that, he loves growing plants, any kind of plants. And he loves hydroponics and just he's really into it. You know, he's dedicated his whole life to it. So I should have known that me putting a little planter box outside was probably not going to cut it. And like, if I really wanted that, obviously we would have done that. But he talked me into doing the entire front portion of our yard. We have like our front yard that we mow, but then we have this area in front of our front window. And that's where I was going to set the planter box. And I like threw some wildflower seeds out there and I was like, well, let's just see because it's grass and there's also oregano out there, which is really odd. It just kind of is everywhere. Um, This is what we ended up doing. Rented a tiller from Home Depot. Have I ever tilled anything in my effing life? Absolutely not. I didn't even know what a tiller was. 
we rented this tiller. We ripped up the entire front area. Like the grass is gone. The oregano is gone. We added in soil conditioner. We created this like I don't know the right terms because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just like listen to what Spencer tells me to do and we do it and it's really fun. But we created these like rows. My Amazon package just got here. I think if you could hear that. I always get so nervous with these random house noises because it's so different than the farm that I get like terrified. But it was just Amazon man. Um, But we get so we're like clumping the dirt together in these piles and then we're creating divots because he's like you're gonna water through these divots and then the water's gonna go through and you don't want to water on top you want it like this and I'm just like okay I'm just listening to whatever and at this point I'm just like you just take over I'm just gonna tell you what kind of things I want in it you tell me what to do and this is (laughs) what we did and so we tilled the whole area we added the soil conditioner we took out all the grass we laid the black like weed Uh, barrier fabric shit down and then we cut holes and planted all of our like uh starts in these rows and planted it all out and we planted marigolds around the barrier like around the front area we once we started tilling it up we realized that the whole area has bricks all around it so that was really cool we have our own like little fence not really but we have our own little area that's kind of separates the garden from the walkway so that was awesome um but it's just it's just so funny because I just wanted this little planter box and now I have an entire garden like a huge garden out front of our yard (laughs) and so we have all of these plants and like we were there and we were outside until like 10 o'clock last night cutting into the fabric and planting our plants and watering and getting everything perfect. We planted a fig tree. We planted sage and what else? Again, flowers, daisies, marigolds, and um, poppies. I always say peonies, but they're poppies. And we planted rosemary and onions. And I'm going to get some broccoli and cabbage starts, I think, today. Or possibly carrots. I'm not sure yet. Whatever they have. Um because we planted the sage next to the onions and then I just realized this morning because I wanted asparagus that those three do not mix at all and onions and sage should not be close together. So I took out all of the sage starts and put them next to the house. So hopefully they just kind of grow on their own and I don't know, I don't have too much faith in that. But our garden area, I've got faith in because we spent so long doing all of this and our neighbors were outside too and they were kind of like... I could tell that they were looking over at us from time to time. I mean, the tiller is really loud. So obviously people are looking at what we're doing. And I just like can't imagine what they're thinking. Like what on earth are these people doing? Because there is, our grass is beautiful. It's nice and lush and stuff. And it's just so funny to like go into this huge project. I felt like I was in a construction zone doing all of this yesterday. Um, But it's just, it's been so much fun to do and so magical to, I mean, he was totally right. Don't tell him, but he's totally right. Like I was able to get my hands in the earth and I was barefoot and doing hard work and we were using the little hoe thing and the rake thing and the, all the things, (laughs) all the tools. And we were just covered head to toe in dirt and it just felt so good to be out there and especially with him and just so magical. So 
end of tangent, that is what we've been doing. I will definitely keep you guys updated on how that's going. We need to go back today and get some more dirt for on top of the barrier and um, we've got to get a couple more rows of starts since the sage is no longer. <laughs> oh, it's just Mother's Day was incredible yesterday. I'm just I'm just on such a high. I've been pretty much crying all morning, but happy tears mostly and a little bit sad too. You know, I'm I'm in the grieving process of um, my Grammy passing away and uh, you know being in the in the midst of her passing. She hasn't, but having her be really sick and in the, she's in the hospital right now. So it's been, uh, really interesting to have this large difference, this, this challenge of feeling such heavy grief and such immense joy. It's, it's wild. <laughs> it's really hard to talk about, but I did a whole episode on that. If you want to listen about grief and acceptance, it's called heart talk. Um, I think it's like grief acceptance and I don't know, something else, but that is a couple episodes ago if you want to get more information on kind of my views on grief, I guess. Okay, we are moving on. Mercury has gone direct, which is awesome. Can we get a round of applause? Can we get a round of applause? We have made it through eclipse season. We have made it through Mercury retrograde. We've made it. This Taurus season has been chaotic in the stars. It has been chaotic. What did you learn? This is a great time to reflect on all of that chaotic energy that we just went through, all of the depths and emotions and uh, um, all the heaviness and the challenges. What did you learn through all of it? We are stepping into a new moon in Taurus. That's going to be the 19th of this week of May and there's a lot coming up for us. So let's just go through it. So yes, Mercury is now direct. Venus has been in Cancer since May 7th and is going to be there until June 5th. And my Venus is in Cancer. It's a very home body feeling. It's a very familial, uh, very puts a lot of heavy importance on the home and on love and caring and deep love, like real, real unconditional love. So things might be coming up for you with that, uh, whether that's in your relationships, whether that's in your home life. Things might be, might have been very triggering during Taurus season when it comes to family. And at least for me, my ideals, my uh, lessons, and I guess just view of family has really shifted. And a lot has come up for me in feeling like I deserve to have a safe home base. I deserve to have a family that cares for each other. I deserve to have a place that's stable and just a safe place to come home to. And that's what I've been learning, especially with this new move and everything. Um, you know, it's it's been a lot of triggering, a lot of challenging, but also, again, a lot of joy. So maybe that's coming up for you too in your own way. It's going to be there until the 5th of June. So get lovey-dovey. Tap into those emotions. If you, you know, it's a really good time to think about your relationship with intimacy and your relationship with deep love and whether you feel you deserve that, whether you feel like things need to change so that you can tap into that energy more, things like that. 
Taurus season is ending on the 21st Gemini season starts. Woo! I'm so excited. That's my birthday season. But Taurus season is ending and Taurus season has really put us through the ringer just because of all of the other astrological events, not just because it's Taurus. Um, and we talked about Taurus season in another episode, but now that we're starting to end it, that might be a good episode to go back on. Or even if you have journaling from when we started talking about Taurus season, it would be great to look back on that and really ask yourself what you learned through this eclipse season, through the retrogrades, through the entire Taurus season as a whole, because it's coming to a close. So we can um, celebrate that. The other thing that I want to discuss before getting into the new moon is that Jupiter is moving into Taurus. Jupiter moves into a different sign every year. And so the last time that Jupiter was in Taurus was 12 years ago. And I learned this from the um, Chani Nicholas app that 12 years ago was when Occupy Wall Street happened. And also when the Hunger Games movie was popular. And I don't know about you, but that Hunger Games movie and the books really stuck with me. I can't believe it's been 12 years. It doesn't feel like that long. But it really was eye-opening in a weird way. I I honestly don't really know how to explain it, so I'm not going to. But, but Jupiter moving into Taurus is about equity, economy, material resources. Who has enough material resources? Who doesn't have enough material resources? How can we... It's almost like this humanitarian vibe. And, you know, with those events that happened 12 years ago, just keep that in mind that some things might be coming up with the, uh, with the collective, with the collective energy, things might be shifting to more of a humanitarian of what all of us deserve and equal rights and human rights that, uh, those themes might be coming up this year, right? So we have an entire year to, to, uh, to work through that energy. So that's just some things in the background of what's going on, but let's get into our new moon in Taurus. So let's go over the new moon. We'll do a couple card pulls and then talk about a couple things that you can do during this time. So the new moon is on the 19th and it's closing us out of Taurus season. The new moon is actually in Taurus as well, and it is seeding potential for abundance is the main theme. So what a good question to ask yourself is what kind of abundance unfolds when you slow down? Taurus season is typically a time to slow down, but since we've had this chaotic eclipse season as well as retrogrades in there as well, you might not have felt that very much. Or maybe you felt some moments of your day felt very restful and pleasurable and then other moments were more challenging. That could have happened throughout this entire Taurus season as well this last month or so. But as we close out, it's a great time again to start to reflect on this entire season as a whole, but also asking yourself what abundance looks like for you and what abundance you're calling in, right? So when we're manifesting and we're saying we want abundance, we need to be very clear about what type of abundance we want because the word abundance just means like a lot. (laughs) And so if we're just asking for a lot, we could get a lot of pain. We could get a lot of challenges. We could get a lot of money issues. We're not being specific enough. 
when we just say we want abundance. So do we want a positive abundance in something specific in our lives? If that is so, how can you create that abundance? How can you allow in that abundance by slowing down more? A good place to look is in your birth chart where Taurus lands, if you have any Taurus in your chart, and do a little bit of research on that specific thing. So you can just Google it and go from there and see if that relates to you. And if it doesn't, kind of go through different articles and and go from there. But that's just uh, an idea to get you started. The general theme of this new moon is what needs to be slowed down to be able to enjoy it. To be able to enjoy your life, what moments, what areas of your life do you need to pause? What have you been overlooking? What have you been moving past too quickly? Is there areas of your life that you feel pleasurable, but you only allow yourself to feel it for a second and it's just very fleeting and then you move on to the next? Or is there moments, is there times and things that go on in your life that feel really good and nourishing and just, again, with that Venus and Cancer, that lovey, homey energy within yourself, those moments need to be savored a little bit more during this new moon because the more that you savor those moments, the more of those moments you will get. And the more you tap into that energy and tap into that feeling of love and loving abundance and kindness, that will only double and tenfold really. So this is a great time to start to slow down and also reground yourself. We've had all of that chaos and now it's time as we close out to ground, to meditate and open up. We tend to think this is a very like visionary, dreamy kind of vibe that we have going on. And when we start to get into that, like, what do I want to see? What do I want to grow? What do I want to manifest? Sometimes we start to look outside of ourselves and I promise you the answer is within you. And so this new moon is a great time to really maybe journal and think about things or rather not even think, just allow yourself to open up. What do you care about? What do you want more of? Not outside of yourself, but inside. You don't have to work hard on this. You don't at all. This is very simple energy. You just have to focus on going inside, going within, and getting honest with yourself. It's a very modest thing to do. It's uh, very humbling to sit with yourself and say, what do I actually want? What is my heart telling me? Not what the internet is telling me I should do, not what my family is telling me what to do, or my boss at work is telling me to do. What do I need for myself? What is my heart telling me? And can you move from that space? It's very vulnerable. It's very, it can be very difficult, but it really is simple. It's not hard. It just can be difficult to get to that moment, get to that space of trusting yourself to continue forward and continue to open up rather than reaching outwards. It's very inward. My main theme for this is coming home to myself. I want you to start to ask yourself, what does that even mean to you? What does coming home look like? Stop second-guessing yourself and just feel. 
just feel into your body and your emotions and go a little bit deeper and feel into your spirit and try and get as quiet as possible with yourself. Make time every day to get quiet and be honest with yourself. When you move from that place of honesty, people notice, right? People notice when you're a fake. People notice when you don't care about the things that you're talking about or care about the things that you are saying you care about. There's no point in in putting energy towards that. There's no point in trying to create this life that other people think is cool because everybody's going to know you're a phony. So do the shit that you want to do. Do the shit that makes your heart fill and makes you feel fulfilled. Again, very simple. Clarity. Clarity is what we're going for here. And just this idea of coming home. What is that dreamy state within me saying? What is it telling me to do? And how can I move from that space? This can feel like a very airy thing to talk about. This can feel very, mm, like, I don't know the right word, maybe esoteric to think about, very big. Like, well, I don't know how to come home to myself. We, in our minds as humans, make things so much more difficult than they have to be. Coming home to yourself means giving yourself space to feel and be who you are. You already know who you are. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to go through a program that'll tell you how to be who you are meant to be. You already are that person within you. So once we start to get into alignment, and this is what people do with, you know, alignment coaching and things like that is like helping you feel more aligned with who you really are and your desires moving from that space. You can do that on your own. You can do that by journaling. You can do that by, again, practicing the simplicity of stillness, of quietness. And I feel this desire within myself to, I have these little morning rituals that I do when Maisie is sleeping and I come out here and I do gratitude and manifestation and card pulls and I do these morning pages where I just like, it's like a free writing. And I've been feeling this call as this new moon is approaching to really maybe set one of those things aside because my time is very limited when she's napping, right? Set one of those things aside this week or so, so that I can just meditate and so that I can just sit on my couch, maybe with my coffee and look out at my garden or look out at the sunrise, watch the clouds move by. That's all you need. A moment of peace to yourself. If you can carve that out, if you have kids, I understand it's difficult. If you have a busy life, I understand. Can you create time in your schedule to do that? Because when you do that, you give yourself that gift of coming home to you. And you will be a much more productive person if that's what you're worried about. You will be a much more loving person to be around. And you will have so much more confidence in yourself. Because you know who you are and you're tapping in with that inner person, that soul within you. All right, so for this week, I pulled some tarot cards. Usually I do Oracle, but I do have two tarot decks and this one is new to me and it's about dreams. It's called the Tarot of Dreams. I'm not sure how to say the person's name. I think it's Chiro Marchetti. Kiro Marchetti? 
You can look it up if you would like, but this is called the Tarot of Dreams. So the first card that we pulled, and again, you can research these, especially because they're tarot, so they are universal, and they go off of their own guidebook, but there's a whole whole other uh, journey, the fool's journey that you can go and research and stuff. So we got the three of wands and the eight of coins. If you want to do your own research, I'm just talking about my personal interpretation of these cards. The three of wands in this deck is a naked man. He's Nike. He's got his legs crossed and he's looking out at the sky of this huge ship and it's got light beams around it and he's got his legs crossed and his arms crossed and he's kind of just gazing there. And usually if there's like a naked person in the deck or in a card, it's kind of symbolizing this raw honesty, this real humbleness within yourself, Um, pure energy, pure honesty. And he's looking out at the ship in, in kind of like a dreamy way and the wands, the three wands are surrounding him. And so... The Three of Wands talks about this initial action that has began. So maybe you have already taken steps on your desires that are making you feel, uh, you know, more abundant. Maybe you are already taking those actions. And this card is kind of that waiting, waiting for the ship to come in, if so to speak, waiting for that abundance to arrive. You've put in the work. And now you have this period of finding more clarity of why. This is a great time to get closer to your why. And then the Eight of Coins is perfect for this because the Eight of Coins, this magician, this uh, kind of wizard guy is looking up at these, looking through these coins and he's got one of them in his hand and he's looking really... mm, inspired but also determined and he's got all these books around him and stuff and the eight of coins talks about having a goal and working slowly towards it isn't that perfect these are perfect cards for this new moon in taurus because our question is what kind of abundance unfolds when you slow down slowing down doesn't mean putting all your dreams to a halt i'm not telling you to stop working towards your dreams and working towards that abundant life that you want It's about working slow. It's about buckling down and getting your hands dirty and not having these grandiose schemes, not having this, these crazy leaps that you have to take. It's just one step at a time. Like that song, one step at a time. I fucking love her. Anyways, um, (laughs) this eight of coins also talks though about having these goals, working slowly towards them, but also it relies on this supernatural inspiration. And I immediately thought when I pulled this card is that book, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh my God, if you haven't read that book, she's the author of Eat, Pray, Love. And that book is incredible. Look it up if you haven't, but it talks all about this supernatural inspiration, this creative energy. Where does it come from? What is it? And, you know, she doesn't define it in the book, but it's it's a great insightful read for this energy so if you've been pulling eight of eight of coins recently or you've been feeling this nudge to start to rely more on that inspiration that comes from something else other than yourself read that book the whole theme that i'm getting with both of these cards is to not look for instant gratification it's just like my garden outside i'm sitting there this morning like trying to watch the shit grow (laughs) 
<laughs> I just planted it last night, less than like 24 hours ago. So that instant gratification is not coming. Stop looking for it. Just keep tending. Keep tending to your plants. Keep tending towards your goals and towards your dreams. Keep getting your hands dirty. Buckle down. Nice and slow though. Don't be trying to rush into shit. Don't be doing anything crazy. This is a time to open up, get closer to your why, and continue making moves from that space, from that open-heartedness, and from that soul desire. Get really clear on what you want and move nice and slow towards it. Continue taking those baby steps. It's all about that baby steps. So my three things for this new moon is to manifest, write out what you really want, get get clear on why you want those two or else they're never coming. I promise you that. Why do you want what you want and what kind of abundance are you looking for? What kind of abundance happens when you start to slow down? Where do you need to slow down in life? My second one is to meditate, physically forcing yourself to slow down. It doesn't have to be sitting in a lotus position and with your hands on your knees. Like It doesn't need to be anything like that. It can be a walk in the park. It can be listening to a meditation. This is a great time to listen to a manifestation meditation. That could be cool. I've also gotten into quantum leaping meditations. Those are great this, this time if you're into that or just want to, if you're curious about it. And that kind of works with my third thing of daydreaming and allowing yourself to dream. We'd never, we don't give ourselves enough permission to dream. We don't give ourselves enough permission to come home and to really dream like stay in this dreamy state of what what else do I want I feel I deserve more but how do I get there and right now it's about taking those baby steps rather than I need to create this entire action plan of of step one to step 30 I need to do this this and this this is a time of just allowing yourself to or really giving yourself the space to allow those things to come up for you I hope that you guys have a wonderful week ahead. Happy new moon. Happy almost Gemini season. We will be talking about that next week. It begins on the 21st of May. I hope that you learned a lot throughout this eclipse season and with these retrogrades and tap into that lovey-dovey, cancerous, emotional, beautiful energy that is Venus in Cancer. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you very soon.